Viking Fusion presents Is Anybody Out There? Episode 1 A Call to Action This podcast contains horror, suspense, and mild language. Listener discretion is advised. activities, but 
no one seems to want to get too close. I can't blame them. It sticks out of the greenery like a sore thumb, ancient and permanent. The windows are boarded up with rusty nails and rotted wood, but the door remains untouched. It sits there, the knob perfectly shiny, like some kind of beacon waiting to be turned and opened. There's stories about it, too many to count. Some say it used to be the site of child sacrifices for the devil. Some people say the rats that roam the halls there are larger than a man and twice as mean. Some people say that anyone who spends the night there either dies or loses their mind. There's only one thing we really know. No one goes inside. Ever. Sorry, didn't mean to get distracted. It's a creepy house, that's all I'm saying. And I'm mostly desensitized to it. The radio station is right next to the place. So anyway, I was walking along, still not paying attention to anything. They don't place many lights back there, so I couldn't see too far ahead. I was squinting, trying to make sure I didn't trip, and then a rat suddenly darted out ahead of me. I jumped, of course, and ended up tripping, spilling everything from my bag onto the pavement. The rat was big enough to where I could follow its path right through the grass, and it ran right up to the mason house. It looked even more imposing in the dark, and for a moment I sat there on the cold ground, marveling at how it could be the perfect set for a scary movie, and then I noticed it. The door was wide open. It's not like it was that weird, right? Just because I never knew anyone who ventured inside doesn't mean no one ever has. And it might not even be a student. I wouldn't be surprised if there were squatters inside the house right now, and I don't really care. It's not like they're hurting anyone. But something about the door just... It got to me. It looked like a gaping maw holding nothing inside but utter blackness. The darkness didn't scare me so much. It was what was hiding inside. Whatever is in there... Whatever was in there wasn't going to let me go so easily. I knew it as certainly as I knew anything, like the strongest gut feeling I'd ever had in my entire life. I saw movement like a fish rising out of dark water, and my heart fell through my chest and splashed into my stomach. I scrambled to my feet, grabbing as many of my books and notes as I could, and the door to the house slammed shut. It sounded like a gunshot. Obviously, I panicked. I sprinted to the radio station, thinking in the universe that I had once again forgotten to lock the door so I didn't have to fumble for my keys. I ducked inside the broadcast room, this very room, and hid behind the soundboard, locking the door behind me. Seconds later, I realized I didn't lock the main entrance. I heard footsteps down the hall, and I swear to God, I felt my heart stutter. I clapped my hands over my mouth to try and muffle the sound of my rapid breathing, even though it felt like I was suffocating myself. The dim light coming through the door window suddenly disappeared, and I knew that whoever had entered the station was standing right in front of the door, though I didn't dare look behind me. The door handle jiggled, and I felt nauseous, and I hoped I wouldn't hurl. The jiggling got faster and more aggressive, like whoever was on the other side was getting more and more frustrated. I realized it wouldn't be hard for them to break down the door. Everything in here is flimsy. I couldn't reach for my bag or anything to defend myself with without leaving my hiding place. And even if I could, what was I going to do? Some creep against a tiny college kid who hadn't eaten a real meal in weeks wasn't going to be much of a fight. The jiggling stopped, and I heard whispering, I know... I know it must have been coming from whoever was outside, but at that moment I could have sworn it was right next to me. I had no idea what they were saying. It didn't even sound entirely like English to me. But I knew, I knew it was bad. The same way I knew that whatever was in that house was bad. I thought I heard the door click open, and I genuinely thought that I was going to die. But, well, not to make the story anticlimactic, but I didn't. Duh. I don't remember much more of that night. Adrenaline must have carried me to my room once the guy left, and anything else after that was a crash. 
I probably failed Ellery's test. I lost all my notes that night, and I haven't exactly been in the most focused state since then. Not, not to worry, though, listeners. I have no physical injuries, not even from falling on my ass. And since then, I've implemented a new rule for myself that I don't go anywhere alone at night. I'm going to buy myself a nice bottle of pepper spray, too. You might think I'm crazy for coming back to the station. And you might be right, honestly. But, well, frankly, I love this job. I love talking, even if it usually feels like I'm shouting into a void. And furthermore, this little room may have very well saved my life. It's a safe room. Sort of. Also, if I don't man the station, no one else will. So, well, there's my story. And that's... Damn, that's all the time we really have today. No announcements in my inbox other than the stuff I've already announced. No more vaguely threatening letters from Dr. Armitage telling me I need to stop straying off script. So I guess I don't have any excuse to keep yammering on. I've already well gone over my allotted time. Stay safe, don't walk by the Mason house at night, and I'll be here next week. Don't forget to call with your best terrifying tale. This is Alex Wells, signing off for the week. This podcast was created by Nolan Skoritz, Emma Bioni, Caleb Land, and Addison Howard. Thank you for listening, and find the next episode on Viking Fusion or wherever you find your podcasts.